production. This is the Rush Hour with AB and Elliot's podcast. It feels like an eternity ago that we were locked inside our houses. Well, for a lot of Queensland, to be honest, we weren't for very long. There weren't many lockdowns. We were quite fortunate. But we were watching press conferences every single day at, what was it, 10 or 11 a.m., putting it on the alarm, preparing to see what our fate was for the next day. And yesterday, I saw a familiar face that really reminded me of that time. It was... You saw the bat. Mikey, the Auslan interpreter. <laughs> oh. Do you remember he was next to Anastasia Palaszczuk? You are such doing a the nerd, Auslan. AB. You are such a nerd setting your alarm for the press conference. I never watched well, I one, was, you know? Okay, but like in my defence, I was yep. living in New South Wales. We were trying to get married and my whole family was oh, in Queensland. Yeah. So every time that I checked it, it would be basically, hey, you got to cancel the wedding again. It sucked. Yeah. <laughs> So oh. we were reading it and wondering yeah. when we could see our family again. We, we cancelled ours twice, and now we just are not doing it. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> I can understand, honestly. Yeah. Do you, you can probably vouch for it as well. Yeah. The joy of it went away in that hellish time. Yeah, I didn't have a lot of joy to start. In, in that, like, oh, I, I'm, okay. I'm happy to get married, but I'm, I don't, I care, but I don't mind, which is my favourite saying, which means I don't give a shit, but I don't know how to say that nicer. I'm happy to marry you, happy to not marry you, happy to just go on yeah. living. Life's Men good. are the best. Jeez, it's so exciting for us. Um, no, but in my perspective, I mean, you know me. I love yeah. spending money on shit. I love yeah, dresses. Yeah. Yeah. I love parties. I yes. love people. So love all these things combined, yes. surely, and yeah. booze, yeah. is a, a dream come true for me. And yeah. yes, it was. But every week that I had to watch one of those press conferences and find out that we had to cancel it again, yeah. like the joy left me. <laughs> and this bloke, you saw him yesterday. He was the Auslan guy that was on every day, and and it was crap. So it was nice seeing him. He was like a little breath of fresh air. And there was one time when a a bird flew by and smacked into him and did a giant shit all over him during the press conference. Oh yeah, I remember that. Is that a sign of more (laughs) lockdowns to come? Probably, yeah. And we used to predict stuff. We'd be like, oh, Mikey's wearing a button-up white shirt today. You know what that means? Oh, this was like when Dan Andrews in Victoria wore the North Face jacket, or if he wore a suit jacket. Honestly, sports lovers and gamblers went through it at that time because we were betting on the weather. Um, so when we were able to bet on, you know, oh, will Scone be wearing a red tie or whatever, it was outstanding. Yeah. A memory actually popped up on my uh, feed the other day of when the NRL were playing games inside and they play, played fake sound effects of crowds oh, yep. Oh, yep. to add to the act. Yeah. They tried. They tried. Yeah. Uh, oh, what a weird time. Anyway, Mikey, yep. shout out. I'm sure he's not listening, although he did follow me back on Instagram, so did we're he? friends now. Um, yep. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Is he? Can he listen? Because he yeah, is, yeah, he's oh, not. Okay. He's not. No, he's just an I interpreter. I was going to say that's. I once saw a guy try and put a watch on a Paralympic athlete that had no arms. <laughs> that's right. Was, I remember that. Yeah. It was, Who was, was that again? That was horrific. I don't know. Was, Ryan Seacrest once tried to fist bump a blind woman. I <laughs> that, that one. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yep. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh god. You watch it now and you still feel bad for everyone involved. It just. <laughs> Because no we'd all do was, it. We'd there all was do some it. assistant that was meant to give yeah. heads up, but didn't. Oh, what did he do? Out. Did he ruffle her hair or something? Yeah, it was even uh, more awkward. Uh, you can't yeah, save face there. You're screwed. No. <laughs> Once you do that, you're done forever. You're cancelled. Yeah, yeah. He would have got more cancelled if it had happened now. It was like 20 years ago, thank Where God. Where is he? It's one celebrity I remember. What's he do now? Well, he produces all of the Kardashians shows, so I'm pretty Has sure he? he doesn't need to work. He yeah. still does a radio show, though, doesn't yeah. he? 
does he? I Brian think so. Seacrest. I just saw yeah. that the Kardashian uh, Kim, that is, she teamed up with some sport. I forget what it was. Yeah, NHL. The hockey. Oh. Yeah, I think it is. Oh. oh. Yeah. What's she doing? Merch. Why? Like skims. I can oh, attest. She's got, as those, a sh- she's got that, that body wear with the nipples shape on wear. it. Shapewear. Yeah. No, but she also makes like the most beautiful fabric shirts and stuff. So I can actually attest that. Yeah, but yeah. how dumb is that? A male dominated fan base, you got Kim Kardashian as your brand. No, person. no, but it's not. She's not the. It's her brand, which is really good quality shirts. And I'm pretty sure the NBA already does. And this was the NHL, or it's the other way around. Oh, so she's just. Her company is manufacturing their. Shirts. Some of their training gear, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah and right. honestly, I have skims. They're great. Yeah, but you're really also good quality. a female. No, but they're really good quality. Do you have the ones with the? Wear. Do you have the ones with the nipples on them? No, they're new. I'm oh. considering it though. Because you, you know what? Why my nipples? Because I'll I'll go look in the mirror sometimes, oh and God. one nipple will be up and the others down. How are we? If I could just have a way to control them being in the same position. Four bush. Now we're on your wonky nipples. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to be real with you. <laughs> Too real. I'm just trying to be real. Too real. It's you... not a cool. I don't think it's attractive. I don't think it's like. No yeah, I'm not trying to attract to be, you, Luke. No, 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 but no one wants to walk around with your high beams on. Oh, no, I like it. Mm. Do you? See, actually, okay, you, don't, a, you don't think it's attractive. I think it's so no, attractive. No, I think for me it's also a problem because I'm also someone who suffers from constant high beaming. Yeah. yeah, but everyone looks better with hard nipples than they do soft nipples. Do so, you? okay, in yeah. Sex in the City... This actually, she stole the idea from there because Sex and the City, they sold these little like tiny nipple fill-in things. And at the end of the episode, because Samantha met a guy wearing the nipples and he wanted to be talked to like a baby and they said, if you wear the nipples, you'll attract the baby. So guys that are into it, it's not through a shirt though. Bit of a kink. I like that show. Sex and the City. Yeah, I was a bit great. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Oh, I've never All seen right. it. Well, it's on the show. Oh, now you're in a rush, eh? You just told yeah. a 12-minute story about nipples. <laughs> Thank you. Well, now that I'm done, I'm yeah. out. Yeah. You tell us what was on the show. Heaps. Enjoy. Okay, bye. No. <laughs> this no. is because she's trying to leave early, no, that's no. why. Let's go to Paul McCartney. You said in our meeting today you don't need to be done till six on the dot. It's not six I know, yet. but I want to try, like, because apparently so the lie. traffic's really bad we to get out of you. here. You're walking. No, I've got the car here. i got to drive back. Don't you live around the corner from where? Yeah, but I drove here because I went to drop my mum at an appointment before, so I had to run straight here. To drop your car at home and walk over. There wasn't enough time. Well, now you're running out of time too because you're faffing instead of telling us what's on the show. So on the show, we had a great time. You have a run sheet in front of you, woman. <laughs> it's in my computer. Oh, uh, okay. I give up. So, you, go you go to Paul McCartney. We I also had no, Wallace from the Gold Coast Suns. I hope Paul McCartney sounds shit tonight. And he hope you he don't hope sing, that. Hope you do not hope that. Take favorite the- song. I hope he doesn't <laughs> sing Maybe It's Amazed. Maybe I'm Amazed. Whatever. Have a great whatever night it is. We've muted AB. She's running to Paul McCartney. I hope he sings Hey Jude. That's fun. No, she's still talking about a muted. Anyway, have fun. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> this is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Joining us now is our resident news hound, a man that is 20 times more reputable than us, even though he is from across the ditch. Archie Milligan. Hello, mate. Got a team. How are we? Doing really well. It's not been a good day for the TMR. Why is that? Well, they've tried to launch the, uh, the digital license app and um, it hasn't gone particularly well. You know, this is an app that's been five years in the making for the Queensland government and it's had trials in Townsville and the Fraser Coast and they've launched it today. 6,000 successful sign-ups, but it's been a lot of delays for a lot of Queenslanders. I'm pretty peeved off, not going to lie. I lived in New South Wales briefly, team, and they do have digital 
digital licenses, you become accustomed to a digital license. And then when you have to go back to a physical license, it's pretty it's pretty horrific. It's hard to adjust to, not gonna lie. I've never had I like the idea of digital. I've never had it. I, I lose So great. I lose my in person one once a year, so it doesn't yeah. make sense. Imagine that. You don't you literally yeah. just have to take your phone. Yeah. Your bank cards are on your phone and you'll no brainer. Okay. When when is it going to get sorted? Do we have any ETA? Yeah, look, we got a statement from TMR last night at, at midnight saying that they did a big test, and uh, they just it's currently they're just telling people to have a bit of patience while they while they sort through it's these issues. It's cocked up. It's cocked up, and it's not the first time that we've had cock ups like this in 2016. <laughs> yeah, uh, when we all tried to do the census uh, first time digitally, there were a couple of cyber attacks. I, there were about four that um, that then just decimated the website, and you know a few quite a few people. Still got to do the census, but you know it didn't. It didn't help, and it, you know that census is now pretty notorious. And uh, in 2020, uh, at the start of lockdown, the first day of learning from home, millions of Queensland kids tried to sign on to the the state government's <laughs> education website. 1.8 million users crashed the website on the first day of at home COVID uh, school. What did they do then? I- I'm trying to think back because obviously, if that happened in school, you roll out the projector, you know, the TV with the the VHR machine or the DVD machine. If it's at home, is it, oh, well, stuff it, have another day off. Tiger King. Man, I know. Well, that, they watched Tiger King and did TikTok (laughs) dances. But no, my husband's a teacher. He had to go and hand deliver all of the paperwork to the kids. What, to each of their houses Every during COVID? Every single 35 students. I feel like that's why we kept having lockdowns, because we had 20,000 teachers. <laughs> he visits. was just passing it around. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and then, uh, and finally, you know, Elliot, when you and many other Australians were trying to get their Taylor Swift tickets in mm. June of this year. Huge Swifty. Those of you that were using the American Express pre-sale checkout, which was a bit of like a portal to the the main ticket tech one, that crashed. Yeah. And you know, that was a lot of lot of angry Taylor Swift fans and they're particularly scary. But the ticket tech in general, yeah. no disrespect, because I do want them one day to give me free tickets Sounds to things. Like disrespect. But they just can't seem to pull it together yeah. every time that there's a big event on. It's hard work. Like Pink, when mm. it was in Townsville, everyone was having struggles with ticket tech. It's a stressful time, which is why actually this one wasn't necessarily ticket tech's fault. It was the American Express portal into ticket tech. It, you know, it's all blame much it on America. Much, but blame it on American Express. Well, hopefully TMR are sorting themselves out soon. Archie Milligan, I knew you were trouble when you walked in. Thank you! <laughs> Our news hounds. Thank you, team. Appreciate it. This is Triple M's Rush Hour. You're with AB and Elliot. The AFLW season, that is in full swing at the moment. A lot of great regional Queenslanders are on show, and one of the stars for the Gold Coast Suns, uh, Mackay, a uh, resident, actually gets to play in Mackay this weekend when they take on Essendon Wallace Randell. Good afternoon. Hello, how are you? Really well, Wallace. How exciting for you, almost, I suppose, full circle in a way, to get out in front of, I'm sure, a lot of family and friends in Mackay this weekend. Yeah, yeah, no, we're so excited to come down. Um, yeah, play in front of our fr- friends and family. And, you know, I remember growing up playing there and it's just, you know, evolved so much since I've been there. So we're all pretty excited to come home. Wallace, can you tell us a bit about growing up in Mackay? Famously not a big AFL capital, that's for sure, and Carmilla in particular <laughs> where you're from. I mean, was it ever an option for you? I know that you've had a bit of history playing basketball. You were pretty good at that. Yeah, um, no, definitely wasn't something that was on my radar. And I think because, you know, North Queensland such a huge rugby league-based state, mm-hmm. um, we don't actually see much of AFL. I don't actually think I watched my first game of AFL until 
a year before I was drafted. So um, <laughs> girls laugh at that a bit sometimes just because, you know, it's not very um, professional coming into the league. But um, No, no, you're just very yeah. gifted. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> Wallace, uh, away from footy and, and we're learning as we go to, I had no idea you're a qualified nurse, which congratulations, that, that's incredible. Um, do, do you have, because I always found this, we had a bloke in our footy team that was also a nurse and whenever we'd have any kind of rash or horrible thing in our body, <laughs> unfortunately, at half time or after training, we'd want to show off the worst parts of our body to him. Is that similar in your setup? Yeah, it is similar. I was actually in the gym the other day and one of the girls had this, like, bite or something on the back of her leg and oh. I, um, she was like, what's this? And I was like, oh, mate, you need to see a doctor. Like, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just do what I'm told, <laughs> really. Yeah. No doubt. You say that it was something that you only learned about in the last few years and, and you play down your ability, but... A couple of years ago, you weren't playing every single game. You've suddenly risen to be this superstar in the team. I think you were named the one to watch for the Gold Coast Suns this year. How much work has gone into that, and how do you balance it with the nursing as well on the side? Um, my work is very um, understanding, which is a godsend. Um, but I think, yeah, just I kind of went from being um, a bit of an outside player. I was called in quite late into the side, and... Um, they, I just kind of put my head down and just, yeah, trained. And I looked to the older girls um, who had a bit more, like a lot more experience. Um, and yeah, they just kind of took me under their wing and um, told me what to do and what not to do. And um, yeah, when my opportunity came, I guess, yeah, they, they tell you to, you know, stay ready because anything can happen with injury. And um, But yeah, when my opportunity came, I just took it and um, yeah, lucky enough to keep my spot and yeah, just pretty happy about it really. What a great story it is. Wallace Randell, if you can get, um, if you're in the Mackay region or, or maybe you can get there this weekend, Friday, that's the 3rd of November, 6.45, the Gold Coast Suns take on Essendon Great Barrier Reef Arena, which is a wonderful stadium. Wallace Randell, really appreciate your time. What a wonderful tale you have, and, and we'll have to catch up again soon on the Rush Hour. Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much for having me. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Right now, though, Queenslanders, one triple three five three. maybe it's you, Maybe it's someone you know. We want to hear about retirees living their best life because my father-in-law, Neil, I could not be prouder of this bloke. To paint a picture, Neil, my husband's dad, he is an absolute workhorse of a man, was a publican, uh, bought a shop, a little IGA sort of food-friendly grocer Mm -hmm. down in their town in regional New South Wales, and he's been running that for sort of 30, 40 years, working seven days a week, going and picking up the bread every single day. You know, at Christmas time, we'd only ever see him for maybe one or two days max because he liked to let his staff take leave and he would work over Christmas instead. Just a wonderful bloke who was completely addicted to work, and for a really long time, Everybody was asking him to retire. You know, you're getting into your 70s, mate. Let's just throw in the book. They've sold the shop, but he continued to work there. Finally, after a bit of a health scare earlier this year, he decided to call it quits and retire. And I saw him on the weekend. Lives in New South Wales, so we often don't get to see them as much as we'd like. The bloke looks 10 years younger. Mm -hmm. He is absolutely thriving in retirement. He's going for walks. He's going to the gym. He's seeing his grandkids all the time. He even came up and visited us. He is 
the best version of himself in retirement. And I know for a lot of people out there, it's a big call. You might have parents, grandparents, you might be going through it yourself to make the decision to give up work. But if you're absolutely killing it, I want to hear those stories. Make me look forward to something, that's for sure. One triple three five three Queenslanders who are retirees living their best life. I, I think it's a myth. Uh, and, and I say this because workaholics work till they drop dead. And and then there's other people that just get bored. Uh, my stepdad's a great example. He, he retired from the coppers after 40 years of service, oh, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago now. And he literally lasted five months in retirement until he sat there thinking, what am I doing? And he, yeah, up, I mean- he went to be an Uber driver. Then he was a real estate man. Then he was a government <laughs> man. He's still working now. And this is, like I said, six, seven years later. Yeah, but maybe he... He just needed a career change. I mean, my dad semi-retired about six weeks ago and he's back into full-time work already. Look, maybe they're too young. Neil is in his 70s and he's a testament that it can be great. Right. We want to hear about those people. Yep. That have given up work and are just absolutely thriving, hmm. doing everything they thought they'd do. Maybe it's you. Give us a call, one triple three five three. Ross is out near Bundy, joins us now. Ross, you're two years into retirement. What does a day look like for you? Um, yeah, no, I retired... I'm now 49 and I'm working on the 100 acres that I bought with my wife and we're um, clearing land. We've built a tiny home. We've built a garage. Wow. Now we've got to clear some more land and build a large home. So doing the whole owner-builder thing. And basically on top of that, we're doing it all on a YouTube channel called Our Aussie Homestead. Shut so up. That keeps the wife busy editing all the videos. <laughs> Pardon me, I didn't think 49 was retirement age, but I respect the hell out of it. What were you guys doing before for a crust? I, well, I've i worked in warehouses for 25 years first, Woolworths, then Walmart, because I was living in Canada for eight years, and then COVID hit, and the property market went ballistic, so I owned quite a few properties in Canada. I sold up, and that's how I retired. Ross, you, you better be telling me you're going to write a book at some stage, because it sounds like you got a thousand <laughs> stories. Oh, I have many stories, but I don't think they're all that interesting. <laughs> oh, I don't know. The whole Canada <laughs> well, thing Well, hey, is I'll, I'll check out the YouTube and make that call yeah. for myself. Our Aussie Jealous. Homestead, you can check out on YouTube for more. Ross, lovely to meet you. Enjoy your retirement for the next 50 years too. How good is that? One triple three five three. If you have a story of a retiree living their best life. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. It's been a little while, Elliot, since we've managed to make you get off your lazy ass and jet set around our great state, taking in some of the wonderful tiny towns of Queensland. Mm. I don't know what our big boss Blair managed to say to you or, I don't know, threaten you with. Money talks, baby. Once again, you have hit the road Mm. to check out a tiny town. AB, this week I'm about 25k's northwest of the shithole that is Caboolture in a hippie's paradise. Queensland's answer to Nimbin, I'm in Woodford. With a population of just over 3,000, Woodford prides itself on three things. The mid-year agricultural show, the Woodford Folk Festival over New Year's Eve, and being the Gunja capital of the state. Mate, I've lived in Woodford my whole life. What the big fake news media don't tell you is that many famous Aussies come to Woodford to relax. I could tell you a great story about a wild weekend I had with an ex-Aussie PM, but I signed one of those, don't talk about it or we'll shoot your forms. 
Now, the Woodford Folk Festival is three to four days of incredible artists from across Australia. Over 2,000 perform. It was actually the launching pad for one of Australia's favourite brother-sister acts in Angus and Julia Stone. Woodford's agricultural show is also well worth the visit. Now, if you love your pigs, they actually have the best pig showing in the country. It's an annual thing. It's massive. Earlier this year, in fact, the winner was someone I knew. And the winner of the biggest pig in Queensland at this year's Woodford show, Elliot Lovejoy's ex-girlfriend. Ah, Woodford. A place of gentle folk that often have the munchies. A town where XPMs run away to get high and home of the best hogs in the state. The tiny town is back, baby. AB, where to next? Ooh, mate, justice for your ex-girlfriends. Oh, trust me. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> All right, I have another recommendation for you for next week. Mm. I want you to head... A little bit further west, close to the border of New South Wales, yep. a town where the great Raymar Alf Stewart resides from. Right. It's called Deer and Bandy. Okay. I, this is the thing. You send me to these places without any logistics. Woodford's easy enough because it's close to the sunny coast, and to be honest, it was a nice day out outside of that side of it. Deer and Bandy is going to be two flights, seven road trips, and four buses to get there. But Yeah, you bet. Again, money talks. We'll do that next week. is Queensland's rumour mill. We are bringing it back, people, for a good reason. Now, we're heading to Toowoomba today for Queensland's Rumour Mill and yep. 13353, we need you to weigh in at any time. Yep. We're talking about the case mm. of Toowoomba and the lady in the red dress. And, Elliot, you've got a bit to say about this one. Yeah, I've been obsessing over this all week. And, and if you've never joined us on the Rumour Mill before, really simple, you, you, you summed it up perfectly. You call 13353. Essentially, we ask you to debunk or confirm some of these rumours across the state. You are our eyes and ears, our little gossip ghouls. Um, the lady in the red dress. So here's what I do know. On the Toowoomba Ghost Chasers page, this is the most popular scene character in all of the Darling Downs region. People from across the world that have been there have claimed that the Drayton Cemetery, they have regularly over the last 50, 60 years seen a woman in a red dress pop up in the day at night. There are some photos on that same Facebook page, the Toowoomba Ghost Chasers, that are blurry, but there is very clearly a red-dressed figure, be her a ghost or not. And 13353, if anyone has any information, as much as I know, there's rumours of this woman maybe being called Liz or Elizabeth, but I, yes. I, I don't know I don't know her backstory, so I'd love to find that out from our listeners if we could on 13353. So any information you can provide, maybe yep. even you have had a sighting yourself of the lady in the red dress. The fact that they're recent as well is crazy. Like, this isn't just a myth. Like, people every week are reporting sightings. On, on this page, as I said, there's uh, Toowoomba's meant to be one of the most haunted locations, not only in the state, but in the world. But the lady in the red dress is the one that pops up again and again and again and again. Like I said, some stuff says that she might have been called Liz or Elizabeth. I don't know the backstory. I'm hoping we can 
find that out. One triple three five. That's all we've got so far. Someone in Toowoomba, someone that's been through the region, someone that knows about the lady in the red dress. We hope to speak to you next and squash or confirm this rumour. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Oh, yeah! Elliot Lovejoy's top three. I have some pretty big news. You should probably be sitting for this. Now, I, I hate to have to compile a list, but idiots in the world make it mandatory. Now, yesterday some peanuts uh, have released a study. What's the name of this? these people again? The Wall Street Journal. They're one of the most reputable newspapers in America. In they the are absolute <laughs> Scheissenhausen, which is German for shithouse, because they've released a study where they named Australia's coolest city. Not by temperature, but as in fun place to be, so much going on. Check this out. This is amazing. We wear backwards hats or whatever. I don't... What? I'm suspicious. Right. The Wall Street Journal, like the New York Times, they're yep. the same kind of family. Yep. They're one of those places where they'd be like, we can't possibly name the obvious choices for coolest cities. We have to go somewhere left of field, well, and this is what's happened. Whatever they've done, they're idiots, because they have released this study, and they've said that Adelaide... Adelaide is the coolest place in Australia. The city no. of churches. Two AFL teams. No one really cares about Yeah, yeah. Except you. You're a Port Adelaide fan. Well, but I don't really care, though. Like, I just don't trust people from there. They say dance and plants. I don't understand any of this. So what I've done, and I've done some research here, I've actually put together the top three places I would rather spend my time in in Adelaide in Queensland. And obviously it would be easier to go to all the amazing places. But I've picked some real shit boxes here that is still better. First up in three. In number three, surface paradise on the Gold Coast. Suntans, steroids, drug dealers, horrible nightclubs, and certainly low IQs. Still cooler and more fun than Adelaide City of Churches. Yep, once again, the Gold Coast. Yep. It's a sunny place for shady oh, people. Oh, it's terrible. Two. In number two, Capricornia Correctional Centre and CQ. Honestly, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> the roughest prison in Queensland. Give me a year in that slammer in, what's the thing where you go crazy by yourself? Solitary. Confinement. Over a weekend in South Australia. <laughs> In first spot. One. And this is the worst place you could possibly be in Queensland. I would prefer to be in AB's company doing a 10-hour road trip listening to the loudest voice in the north than spend 10 minutes exploring that hole in the south. Honestly, besides our mate Travis Head and Greg Blewett, what's the point of that entire state, not just Adelaide? Can we play a bit of Jenga and move Tassie to where SA is and let South Australia float off into the ocean? I don't know what's below Australia, but they can piss off there. (laughs) So I guess we're doing a road trip 10 hours sometime soon? No, that was hypothetical. That is never happening. Over my dead body, over South Australia floating into the abyss, (laughs) over me moving to Brisbane, (laughs) of all places. No, thank you. I'm not one to stew on things or overthink or have low self-esteem. That's just not who I am, Elliot, as you know, at all of Queensland. But a couple of weeks ago, you said something to me that was extremely hurtful. I don't know if the video caught that. I hope it did rush our QLD. That was, I reckon, the most accurate throw I've ever had in my life. You hit me right in the head. Granted, there's a fair bit of forehead to aim at, but... This is a regular-sized forehead, I will have you know. Just above average. It was three months ago. It was two weeks ago, and I have not forgotten about it. And in fact, at the time, you and I went online and we researched what the average height of a forehead is. We? 
I didn't do any of this. <laughs> no, mate. we measured each other's foreheads. You measured and our yes, foreheads. And yes, I am over the three point, the four point three four centimeters that women are supposed to have right. for a forehead. So technically, I am above average. And naturally, in this day and age of twenty twenty three. My phone was listening to all of this emotional spiral stuff. And for the last few weeks, I have been targeted with videos of people getting forehead reductions. I guess surgery. So they get hair follicles planted down in their head so that their hairline comes lower down. And I've decided I've made a huge decision. I've done a lot of research. No, I'm not going to get the forehead reduction surgery, but I am instead going to acknowledge my four, five, maybe six head that I have instead by celebrating other great big foreheads across the world. Coming in at number five, Angelina Jolie. You love a list. She is traditionally an attractive woman and she has a big forehead. (laughs) Must be a thing. Leonardo DiCaprio Hang on, at four. Stop pausing you. You just compare your attractiveness to Angelina Jolie. I was just saying both. What no, do we have in common? No. Both big foreheads. And you both said both hot. <laughs> <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. That bloke hooks up with women significantly younger than him, yeah, and a- they aren't phased by his five head. He's also talented. Irrelevant. Uma Thurman. Closer too, because her and I both have blonde hair. She's an incredibly talented actress, very beautiful. Don't ever compare yourself to Emma Thurman again. Number two, Ryan Reynolds. Hot. Like, he's a hot guy. He's on the hot, hot list of everybody. Right. And he is rocking a five, almost six head, like me. And then, of course, the last one is yours truly, Elliot. It must be nice, because we measured yours at the same time as mine. Yeah. It must be nice for you to be able to say that for once in your life, you are above average at something. See, you missed the mark on a real... It could have been such a funny joke. You said above average in size or something like that. You I insinuated it. No, you insinuated it sounded like sport. Okay, you well, missed, I winked. You missed such a great <laughs> opportunity then to make a small penis joke and at the final hurdle, like you always do, you fell over, you dork. Well done. It's small, okay? <laughs>